Hi, Svea. Hi, Tom. You okay? I'm well, thank you. Why do you seem like you're not happy that I'm smiling? That's an... That's your insecurity, not mine. I know, you got like this disgusted problem. face on you. I know, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Don't come for me. We've no, just started. I know, I'm just, just, just asking, making sure you're all right. Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Yeah, you don't sound yeah. it. <laughs> well, I told you, I, I told, why are you laughing at that? Why is that funny to you that I'm not happy? <laughs> I don't know, is that whole thing? I told you I wanted biscuits and you said no, so yeah. that's where we are. Yeah, because otherwise you'll be munching like... Yeah, a, well, pe- the people, munch. the listeners will be fine with that, I reckon. Yeah. All right, um, <laughs> anywho, I hope you guys are enjoying the new season and I hope you like our new um, donut... Um, cover we'll be changing them every season i think right oh i, I don't know yeah. you're but, very, yeah. if you could see the smile on this man's face yeah so no, happy i like about it that. i like the new like you know new 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 season well, i think people are sick of our faces new season new pick or whatever maybe our faces aren't meant for you know to be seen no that's the vintage and that's should, that's why we're a podcast we not like, on the telly if we get big we can do like t-shirts with if we get seasons. big okay yeah well Anywho. hey actually on that <laughs> if we're gonna get big hey guys um we're in a bit of a pickle and this is going to lead us on nicely to this podcast because we're not promoting this podcast as much on social media because we don't want to be on social media as much. Yeah. And therein lies the problem because how are people going to find out about us if we're not promoting it? It's a little bit of a pickle. So we're counting on you, lovely listeners, <laughs> to uh, share with your friends and fam if you think that this would be of interest to them. Yeah, please do. Um, but... Yeah, it's a it's a tricky one, and but we're really keen to talk about this because I think that's a, it's a price worth paying. And also, just on that, that that in no way is representative of us disliking doing this. Like, I really enjoy it. We really enjoy talking to each yeah. other. I hope. Um, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not leaving anything to chance. I might piss you off. You never know. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> Yeah, if you could share, like, and help spread the word, like, tell a friend to tell a friend. And also, like, give us feedback. If you know us yeah, personally, real, as I always real. say, like, drop us yeah, a line. Yeah, if you say, look, just just cancel this, man. It's not going to work. Or, like, we'll be if, like, okay, we It'll be great feedback. if you could talk about this. Like, I'm always yeah, open. Like, there's no real limit. Luckily, because of the name of the podcast, there's no real limits on what we <laughs> yeah, cancel. Yeah, we <laughs> we're, not, we're not proclaiming to be an expert or anything. <laughs> But I can assure you. We oh, do, do you know what? If we if we we really would have put ourselves in a corner if we left it to one topic. I know we'd be so. That, I don't get how people screwed. can do that. Like the like, actually, some people do. Like I saw there was no, a podcast about. Do you know why? It's because they're qualified. Yeah, in that true. Topic. It's like <laughs> We're not qualified in anything. <laughs> like last time, um, I forgot what the podcast was, but it was a scientist, and he did a whole podcast on trees and how they grow. Yeah. See, and that's that's like... the magic. That's the magic I can't create. And he was saying that, oh, people think trees go up, but they actually grow like a cone. And then, no, like, no, no, like... we're not about to now regurgitate the <laughs> no, podcast. Just... How about this? We'll put the link on the yeah, podcast. Put, oh, one fun fact. I saw this on Country Oh, Fire. my God, Tom. Did you know you can put a stethoscope on a tree and then you can hear the water um, being transported from its roots up to its branches? It's really trippy, but it's possible. Okay, should we? Yeah, I put, I'll put the link on the podcast in our in the description. It was on country file. If you uh, should be on iPlayer. Guys, sit. I'm so sorry. Let's move on to the actual topic. See, I really said to you, Tom, let's not do preamble. People don't like the preamble, and here we are. What ten minutes in? You're silent because you know I'm right. 
Okay. Social Dilemma. A, a documentary slash drama, dramatic. It's I, a I documentary. Yeah, but there's a bit of acting in it. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, uh, no, that's a really smart narrative device. Uh, it's still in the realms of documentary, but okay, yeah, there's enough. a dramatization of the topic. I think, it's, I think it was selected for the Sundance Film Festival. Yeah. Uh, it has been really well received. It's on Netflix. Um, okay, the premise. It should probably win Best Documentary at the Oscars, you know. No, yeah, fair enough. I think it's that good. Okay. Well, thank you for that feedback. I'll, I'll pass That's it on to it my... just popped into my I'll pass it on to the team. <laughs> <laughs> right. Social Dilemma. If you haven't seen it, highly, highly, highly recommend. Um, we're going to talk about the the premise of the documentary, how we feel about how social media or social, the, the technology impacts us as, as, as people. And if you, you know, maybe you can take some... Um, some tidbits from that or relate to some of what we're saying and and then kind of talk about solutions like what what can we do about it the premise of it is uh that they so the documentary they contact or they have people that they interview that have been in the belly of the beast. Yeah, so, they were all working within like the big tech companies. So we're talking the Googles, you're Google, talking, Facebook, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, Instagram all, all, of them. all of them, Twitter, the whole um, lot. So these people have are, are basically former employees, and they're not yeah. bitter and twisted about it. They're just like they, they were there at the I guess nascent stages like, of they this. They had some big players in there, like people. Yeah. the guy that made the infinite scroll, the guy that made the the um, like button, the like button. Yeah, it's not just some any disgruntled employee. Like these are yeah. the people that were like responsible for. Yeah, a lot. and they and they like <laughs> carry a lot of guilt about it. Or yeah, yeah. Um, but they basically say that the technology companies, these these kind of I don't know. They have a, mon- a monopoly. I mean, some of these companies have revenue that of of a small country, right? Like yeah. they're actually more wealthy than other countries in this world, um, just as a company. And they, I guess, the the intention or the yeah, I guess the intended outcomes for the for the technology that was created is is not necessarily what's come out on the other side. Yeah. And these people in the documentary have. You know, they're, they're they're engineers, they're techies, they're nerds. They 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 worked with teams that you know were just trying to help people connect with each other. That was the well, that was the premise. Uh, just quick question. This just popped into my head. Just and I feel I'm asking this because I think it will help set the context of the discussion. You know, the social network film yes. about Facebook. How do you think this one sits in relation to that? Well, that was um, I don't know. That was just. That was like an origin story, and this is like where we are now. Or... Yeah, because that was Mark Zuckerberg when he was a nerd in Harvard. Yeah, uh, that created an algorithm. I mean, look, you could argue that that wasn't even the, the the entire creation of Facebook is not necessarily based on good intentions. Yeah, it was, some of it the was telltale designed, signs were there. Like it was designed of, to compare yeah. how attractive people were, yeah. and to kind of help people hook up with each other. Yeah, I brought that up because I feel like. It points to it, this whole thing was not built on solid foundations. Well, some of them were, yeah. like Pinterest was, Instagram was. Instagram was just meant to be, hey, take pictures and yeah. use our filters. That was the. But yeah, no, again, that same was the premise. Only point. It's, it's, they didn't think as seriously back then, and now yeah. we're seeing and we're reaping some of the like. Well, it's kind of they 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 compete with each other. So yeah. so I guess the premise of this is that you know. Th- 
we're we're hearing from the experts in the field, right? We're hearing from them, basically giving us these cautionary tales, these these stories around how they they never meant for it to get this far. Yeah, that's what I wanted to get. At. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that we are basically paying the price for it now, as they are. Yeah. Like, I mean, there was a really important part of the documentary. Look, some of them look haunted, man. Yeah, but also, <laughs> do you remember when they were like talking about what their what their drug of choice is yeah so they were like oh yeah i can't get off pinterest or oh i'm really bad with yeah. my email i'm really bad with my facebook like they're not immune to it because because they're human beings so the whole premise of this is that we as human beings have not evolved our brains have not evolved yeah beyond... that, was, that was such a telling scene that i'm um, talking about the gpu the processors yeah um that computational um like evolution has accelerated at such a scary yeah, disgusting far, far rate. beyond human evolution yeah, exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Like- so basically they're competing with chimpanzee brains that's that's what that we're chimpanzee brains playing with technology that is so far beyond yeah um our kind of understanding to catch up or to overtake yeah so the algorithms and the technology and the way it's designed is designed to to basically push our buttons our evolutionary buttons yeah and they were saying it's an unfair it's an un it's like a rigged game essentially because you're going it's yeah. you versus like a supercomputer that knows and a team and an entire you. team of engineers <laughs> yeah that know more about you than you could ever know about yourself yeah like, it's just it's crazy and and so when we say pushing buttons and like de- like competing with our our brains what we're saying is that that when we get notifications or when all the infinite scroll um, these tap into kind of fundamental like principles about how to get our attention. Yeah. So, or how to give us a dopamine hit to keep us coming back for the next hit, for the next hit, for yeah. the next hit. And then I guess over a longer period of time, it then has the adverse effect of a base of basically molding us in in its own image. And stuff. yeah, yeah. Well, can you explain what you mean by that? No, so okay, so obviously the algorithm is is toying with your like various evolutionary like traits and stuff, and then whilst it's doing that, it's also learning about what works and what doesn't work. Yeah, and then eventually, yeah. like, because obviously it's based on an advertising type model, and advertisers want to sell to specific people, and the algorithm knows that you're and you're of a certain type of person. And it will link you up with other people in that batch as well. Yeah. So it you're basi- basically put into buckets yeah. and like sold certain things or sold different things from other buckets. Yeah. So at some point it, it but it learns yeah, yeah it, it learns it learns you. about what you're responding to and what you're not and then yeah. it basically tries again next time. You know that's you just reminded me. You know that um. Well, the Channel Four thing. No, The oh. Incredibles. Do you know in the movie The Incredibles when they're trying to fight that massive spider robot thing, and <laughs> Wait, the... every time they hit it, it learns to it learns a new behavior. It learns how to. Is it Incredibles or was that number two, right? Yeah, no, number one. The massive like metal ball that had arms shooting out of it and he had to fight it in the cave. Well, we're getting oh, off topic here. One and two. Basically, the whole premise of it was like he if you hit if you hit it or attack it, it will learn yeah. next time. And it's exactly the same thing. Like the algorithm's learning next time of how to how to get how to push your buttons, how to reel you in. Yeah. Um, or get you to buy that thing. Basically, in Dragon Ball Z terms, we're up against Cell. Okay, and if anyone... <laughs> seriously, bro? 
<laughs> should we should we wage a so bet yeah, really of how many people get... actually watch Dragon Ball Z that is listening to this right now? You never know. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Right. So then, anyway, let's. We'll, so we'll talk about some of that. May have gone over people's heads if you haven't seen it. Um, not saying you're dumb or anything, but basically, we're just waffling it's, it's at this point. Absorbing our powers or our thoughts and no, our. No. So being listen. I'm gonna and, I'm yeah. gonna say what the premise is. Okay. So. Right. The problem beneath all other problems. Technology's promise. I'm quoting the Social Dilemma's website. Technology's promise to keep us connected has given rise to a host of unintended consequences that are catching up with us. If we can't address our broken information ecosystem, we'll never be able to address the challenge that plagues humanity. So there are three dilemmas that they see. The mental health dilemma, the democracy dilemma, and the discrimination dilemma. So mental health... Um, and some of this is kind of based in America, but you can obviously like what happens in America happens here. We're not immune to this shit. Yeah. Um, so a 5,000 person study found that that higher social media use use correlated with self-reported declines in mental and physical health and life satisfaction. Um, so persuasive design techniques like the push notifications and the endless scroll on your newsfeed have created a feedback loop that c- keeps you glued to your devices. Even some of the sounds as well. Like, yeah um and animations and all sorts and actually following that mental health dilemma particularly for gen z so if you think we kind of we're we're the millennials or we're the gen y yeah, we and had, we're we had we experienced life without the internet at we some point. well in our formative years yeah. we experienced it which is really important but gen z have always had technology yeah and um there, even just attempted suicide in teenage girls has gone up. I think I, I may be, be wrong, but I think it's like literally seven hundred percent. Like it's actually, I'll, I'll, I'll confirm that. But it's, it's ridiculous because of how social media impacts your mental health. You're constantly looking for validation. You're looking for the likes, and if you don't get it, you feel worthless. This yeah. whole like feedback loop. Okay, discrimination dilemma. Sixty four percent of people who joined extremist groups on Facebook did so because the algorithm steered them there. And that is from an internal Facebook report in 2018. So Facebook themselves have reported this. this. 64%. So of all the people on extremist groups, most of them are there, not by choice, but because they were... They were compelled to go there. They were yeah, steered in that direction. Not because they bring them down to the bar one time and they met some like. Oh, they they just believe those things nah, on a fundamental yeah. level. No, people were they, they were influenced. Online. There we go, and then the democracy dilemma. The number of countries with political disinformation ads on social media doubled in the past two years. So even when we think about um, another documentary on Netflix, The Great Hack, yeah, and this idea of how technology and algorithms and social media manipulated the um was used by the republican campaign for the trump campaign in 2016 but it was also used for the brexit campaign so democracy itself is at risk because we as as people are being manipulated into making certain choices and our our choices are based and on, you know, what they're tracking of our behavior, of our personality, of our of our partic- political leanings. And also, I forgot to say that for the mental health dilemma, there's uh, they tracked in the documentary uh, suicide rates or um, hospitalization for self harm and also suicide rates yeah. amongst teenage girls. And basically, at the the 
when social media came into the picture is when you saw a a really steep increase um so young girls are really impressionable at that age and like obviously the as the the psychology of a child like validation means essentially survival so i'm guessing that if they're seeing like this negativity or they feel like they can't compete with like certain beauty standards or certain emotional standards or their life isn't going like their peers because they're constantly being compared yeah because also it's the highlight reel i mean that's the thing like we all know this yeah we all know this Mm -hmm. this isn't new to us but do they know it though at their young age like do they really know it well, that's, that's the thing is like, do, yeah, exactly. Do they know it? But also, even though we know it, what are we really doing about it? Yeah. It's like, we can't, this, goes this, this to train's foundation. going too fast for us yeah. to stop it. The foundations of it is, it wasn't, they didn't, I'm sure when they were making Facebook and all these things, they weren't thinking about little Betsy in, in, in Colorado. <laughs> little little in, Betsy in Colorado. Uh, <laughs> just, Squeeze me. <laughs> no, just, just my archetypal Betsy. example. But yeah, they they weren't thinking about that. They were literally thinking about the dorm or like, um, who's. Well, gonna... this is the thing yeah. that you've you've mentioned that actually takes takes it to the next level about advertising, and I'll I'll let you talk about that in a second. Yeah. Because I just want to I've give some clarity <laughs> about what. So going so taking this out out a little bit more. What? Why is all of this happening? Right? Why is the negative effect? Ha- you know, on our yeah. mental health, on our democracy, on our ability to disagree with people in a in a healthy way without becoming radicalized either on either side. Why is that happening? Yeah. So, um, one of the people in the documentary called Tristan Harris created a who was a Google ethicist. He basically tried to like make Google better. But he oh. he kind of you know couldn't couldn't do it. That's one of the that's one of those roles. If you know you've installed that role, you've already like essentially messed up. Like there's there's yeah. no coming back from that because the bag has been secured by illicit means, and now you're trying to clean your tracks up. No, not that's not what it is. He he was an engineer who was doing stuff on Gmail, and yeah. like, and then I think he was asking the team like, hold on a minute, like, why do we want? people to be on it all the time like why is that kind of asking those questions and like and then i think he put a presentation together about how we we we're in such a powerful position here we can really change the lives of people but we can also really destroy them and we need to be really careful so then the google you know bigwig um gave him this role as google ethicist to try and kind of steer the ship in a certain way and and it couldn't really be done oh okay fair enough yeah, you really yeah. came for him. He was sharp, man. And then he created the <laughs> Center for Humane Technology. Um, as as have a few people. They've gone on to create companies or 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 think tanks or you know um, ways to track your screen time. Like you know these 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 people that were in the belly of the beast are trying yeah. to like make the world better by creating tools and technology that can actually help us, not hurt us. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he says tech platforms make billions of dollars by uh, uh, keeping us clicking, scrolling and sharing just like a tree. Oh, you love trees. Uh, it's worth more, <laughs> just like a tree is worth more as lumber and a whale is worth more dead than alive in the inten- attention extraction economy. A human is worth more when we are depressed, outraged, polarized and addicted. So this attention economy is accelerated is accelerating the mass degradation of our collective capacity to solve global threats from pandemics to inequality to climate change. If we can't make sense of the world while making every while making ever more consequential choices, a growing ledger of harms will destroy the future of our children, democracy and truth itself. 
We need radically reimagined technology infrastructure and business models that align with humanity's best interests. So he talks about the attention economy. He gives a really cool example, um, because I've I've basically watched every every speech or anything he's ever done, where he says, you know, um, this idea about the infinite scroll, Mm -hmm. like it's kind of, it's, it's akin to gambling when you're, What's it called? The slot machines. Yeah, when you're constantly pulling the handle. Yeah, and it, it it behaves the exact same way. As far as our brain's concerned, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. Which is crazy, right? Because we 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 like to think of ourselves. Oh, I'm not a gambler, or and, I don't, you know, yeah. I don't do, or oh, I'm not that stupid to waste my and money. You know, I, was, I, I tweeted about this after because I was thinking about the concept that he was talking about in the film, and I, I tweeted something to the effect of like, it's like we're wading through all the crap. Um, in the search and the pursuit of just like a small golden nugget, because we do. So this find is the thing. That's that's what gambling is. Yeah. So people say, oh, you know, social media is like a dopamine hit, and yeah. like it's like we're we're on crack or something. No, we're not. It's not akin to a chemical addiction, yeah. really. It's more more of a gambling yeah. one. And um, another amazing thinker in this space. I'll link all of his stuff down below. Down below in the description. <laughs> Sorry, I don't oh, know why that too many YouTubers. We don't know where. Uh, where oh, the clicking the pop up banner. Up. Yeah, for real. <laughs> that was um, my favorite one. So Jaron Lanier, who was one of the founders of virtual reality. So again, VR. Um, like you know, th- these are really, I guess, important figures in this in in the technology space. Like yeah. th- they were really at at you know, in the, in the midst of it, he talks about how, um, this addiction, you know, cause when you actually look at addiction, just more broadly as a, as an idea, yeah. um, most of the time it's, it's, you're actually in a depressive state you're, and, and that's part of the cycle. You're in a depressive state and then you get a hit yeah. and then you come back down, but you're, because you, yeah, you you're in it, it to cheer you up or you're like, in it yeah. for the depressive stuff though, because otherwise what do you have to look forward to? Yeah. Do you get it? If it was just constant, like you need, you need that depressive cycle to then come back up. And that's what this infinite scroll does is like, or or just being on social media in general is like most of the time it's horrible and you feel shit or you feel like, or, or, you know, it's, it's never enough or whatever. And then you get a like, or then, or someone sends you a meme Yeah. or do you know what I mean? It's like most of the time though, it's not, it's not fun. You're just comparing yourself to other people or you're seeing people, you know, you're seeing things that you don't like or things that enrage you or anger you, um, things that upset you and depress you. Because all of those algorithms, uh, sorry, all of that content is is driven your in your direction by an algorithm yeah. that knows that those things will hit you at the core. They will, those things that they're pushing in your direction will, will push your buttons, right? Um, and the things that get more attention just statistically are the things that anger us, the things that, that upset us or enrage us. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So um, I just thought it was really interesting that the way he said it of like this attention economy, but can you talk about the, the kind of the algorithms and like this advertising model and how this yeah, is all no, set up? I feel like that was my biggest takeaway from the film was like, um, again, like social media, when they set out, they weren't expecting to have this big moral responsibility on their hands. Yeah. And that the, obviously they were being, I, I don't know what the timeline was, but essentially, obviously Facebook blew up. Loads of people were using it. It wasn't making any money. They were scratching their heads thinking, how are we going to make money? And then they then opted to go for an advertising based model. 
And in my mind, that was probably one of the biggest mistakes that they could have made. Yeah. Because that essentially opened the door. Because obviously, when they decided that, and the guy that chose made that decision is he's in the documentary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I wonder how he feels. But at least he's probably been a part of the solution. By no, that's what I'm saying. He, he went yeah. on to create an app that yeah. tries to monitor your, your Wait, stuff. is he the one that it's all sent? No, it's centered around the Google guy, not him. I don't know. We don't I know. forgot. Sorry. Anywho, yeah. Basically, what I was, what I was saying was, um, yeah, the decision to... To, to move to that model. To, yeah. So obviously they were really successful with it because you've got all of these users on it. They essentially turned us into like just from users into the actual product itself. They were able to leverage the fact that they had our our attention and stuff. Yeah. And then the hyper target, um, hype, the ways you're able to target and all of the marketing like... The way you're able to drill down, obviously, like Facebook and social media platforms are probably like a marketer's but next best friend. Like imagine up until that point, they were just using um, television or like newspapers, which yeah. are like really broad. So you just had to have broad appeal, whereas now you can really dig down into like those niches that people like are fans of or you know, like basically it's just way more effective. But then. What I think was what is the problem wasn't necessarily the advertisers that were capitalizing on us and manipulating us, but the fact that I feel like people in the political um, sphere saw the power of the success, of advertising. That, yeah, the success yeah. that advertisers were having. And then lo and behold, you then have all of the, our democracy is essentially messed up. Well, yeah, because like less of us are watching TV, more of us are on our phones. Yeah. So it's just, we haven't gone anywhere. We've just moved to a different place. Yeah. So the value of a advertising slot on TV is not, doesn't have the same impact. Yeah, because it's way, it's too broad of an audience. Whereas on social media platforms, you're like, look, I, I am the scooter company. I want people that are that age 25 between, to 35. Like 16 to yeah, 35. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I need the people Male, that Male, they also like skateboarding yeah. or like, yeah, or and you can might, really drill down yeah, into exactly. that level of detail. You try to dig that down in, in, in the 30 second slot on Britain's yeah. Got Talent. You're not going to have yeah. that same like penetration or cut through. Yeah. Um. So then imagine now, so all of the political peeps on the sidelines are seeing this and then lo and behold, I feel like that was the point that the base got flooded and we're yeah. just now in chaos and turmoil. And I think what's even more worrying and is the the conspiracy theory stuff. Yeah, how, so that's like the uh, fake news and... Yeah, because yeah, now that has like a real space to live. Well, like, again, it goes back to what outrages us. Yeah. Because that stuff travels faster. Yeah, because it's like, it's far There's a stat for it's it, hold just, on. Yeah. Where, I don't know where it is. Go on, carry on. No, because like they in the... um. In the documentary, they were talking about uh, Pizzagate um, yeah. and that using that as an example of like people thinking there's like an underground pedophile ring and in the basement of a pizza shop in New York. Um, and then the QAnon theories. Or basically, no, what was the up. conspiracy? It was like, if you... Um, if you give if you give someone a pizza, then that's that's code for yeah. I've got a child. You know, just some, some weird... And yeah, yeah, I guess, and also as well, the, my bigger problem is is that you've essentially got this ridiculously powerful thing that is being unvetted, uncontrolled and unregulated. Yeah. The most controls that seems to be happening is on um, GDPR from a European standpoint, which yeah. in the UK we're probably about to lose, um, which basically just like was a move to like try and protect our data. Right? And didn't the EU find Google like quite a few times for their like, for their, yeah. um, because basically what is it called? Fair competition. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, because I think they've got so many. Like, I think they're in trouble at the moment because Google's trying to buy Fitbit. That's um, what I mean. So, yeah, no, like, if you're just... basically, it goes, oh, I'm sorry, I sound so dumb saying this. There is a term for it. Basically, you need to be able to compete fairly in the market. Yeah. And if you're if you're actively trying to gain a monopoly, then um, it goes against the EU rules, I yeah. think. That's basically yeah, it. Yeah, competition rules, yeah. Like, they're, then... they're just, if you're doing these, like, kind of dodgy tactics... The EU is going to come for you and has come for them. Yeah, but then, to be fair, like they're multi, multi, multi billion, like what, like dollar industry yeah. or a company. So a few, a few mil as a fine is yeah, not really going to do yeah. it for them. Like it's, that, it's like it's almost like this. We can't, we can't control this as much as we like would like to think. It's like you hear about in Knightsbridge, with you know, with the supercars, and yeah. they just park them anywhere because they can easily afford the fine. Like what's yeah. what's a hundred what's eighty quid to a, a billionaire or like a multi millionaire? Like come on, that's nothing. Yeah. But yeah, so I again I know we'll probably come back to solutions and stuff later on. But well, I just wanted to clarify. So yeah, so Tristan Harris, um, he said that basically fake news spreads six times faster. Yeah. So imagine this, this imagine is... now all these conspiracy conspiracy theories, these political ads. With Please. no checks and no real checks and balances. Yeah. And up until this point, like the people were complaining to the social media platform. They're like, oh, we're going to do everything in our power. Like how many times have they pulled up Facebook on, on white supremacy and they're like, oh, we're yeah. taking all of the stuff down. And it doesn't take, like, I guarantee you open up, up the app now. It oh, won't be long stuff until there. you find but, it. But that's the thing as well. They, a really important part of the documentary is they talked about if you Google climate change is yeah, uh, and yeah. you do and you do that in different well, places the, yeah the result i'll get here will be the result a different result for betsy was it in colorado <laughs> Go back to her. so if betsy in colorado opens it up it's going to have a different result than it would in alabama than it would in finland than it would in and also we did it on different um search engines so we've both changed yeah. to DuckDuckGo as our default and by the way you can do that on your phone if you've got an iphone you can change your default search engine so it's not google gobbling up your data um and DuckDuckGo and there's others like it yeah. basically they don't they don't track your behaviour yeah they're not out here trying to scoop up. We'll, talk, we'll talk about that in like yeah. the latest segment but, look okay look, my main point that I would like to make and I'm happy to discuss this in more in greater detail later on is I think that we need to step up the regulation efforts on on these algorithms and but yeah again I'll, I'll go into greater yeah. detail later on fair enough on that. okay but, so in terms of like Let's get deeper into this this idea of what's actually doing to us. This attention economy. We know it's being advertised. We know it's stacked up against us. We we know that they're taking advantage of our chimpanzee brains. Like what what does that actually mean in real terms, right? So, um, the center of humane technology. So under immense pressure to prioritize engagement and growth, technology platforms have created a race for human attention. Do you see? Yeah. That's unleashed invisible harms to society. Here are some of the costs that aren't showing up on their balance sheets. Um, so, and oh, by the way, so he also gave an example of, so um, YouTube had uh, created autoplay. Yeah. Right. So I need everyone on YouTube to stay on YouTube for as long as possible. Right. So I'm going to create an autoplay feature yeah. that 
means that when you're done with the video, it'll automatically play the next one. So then next thing you know, you've you've been two hours deep in YouTube. It's on, I just glanced at my YouTube. It's on by default. I didn't even yeah, realize I had it on. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then that's why you get into these like rabbit holes where yeah. hours go by and you realize, oh my God, I've been on YouTube for ages. Just okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, so to- talking about solutions, that's one thing. Yeah. But again, we'll, we'll really go into the solutions segment, like, because <laughs> we're really trying here We've to like figure it out. But um, so then YouTube did that, right? So then Facebook, that's, a, um, that's an immediate loss for facebook because yeah. now more more facebook users if they happen to be on youtube they're going to spend more time on youtube and it's a zero-sum game if you're on youtube more you're on facebook less yeah. so facebook then created an autoplay and they just play stuff they play the videos automatically and then they play the next one it's like it's endless um and then snapchat kind of as, as aside from this like they created the thing this thing called um streaks and I know you and I are like, oh, Snapchat, who needs it? But like, this is the most popular app amongst teens. Yeah. Yeah. So when they created this streak feature, it's a bit, it's a way for you and I to basically keep communicating. So we'll, we'll rack up a number. Yeah. The more times that we communicate. Like a game of tennis or something. Yeah. It's a game yeah. of tennis every single day. And then people, these kids actually like, if they have to be away from their phone, cause they're on a what, like family work, like trip yeah. or, you know, a holiday or, or their phone's been confiscated cause they've been grounded or something. They actually send their passwords to their friends to be able to maintain the streak. Oh, come because on. That there is, is ridiculous. Cause you're a te- Tom, Sorry. you're a child <laughs> and this manipulative technology, yeah. this persuasive design technique has, has, has basically created this paradigm where you're not as good a friend if you're not maintaining a streak. This is like MySpace it's back manipulating in the your ability to maintain and then view friendships in a healthy way. Yeah. So you, do you see? But then conversely, you know, you've got stuff like Duolingo or Headspace yeah. who have streaks, but it's but it's slightly different because it's actually to encourage you to learn, to learn something yeah. or to do something that you were always intending to do anyway. If you're downloading Duolingo, it's because you want to learn a language. It's yeah. a skill you want to maintain. If you are downloading Headspace, you are intending to meditate. That's yeah. something that's good for your life, right? So it's encouraging good behavior. I guess that's a good like a good point. Like This stuff can be leveraged for good, well, but when you, it's leveraged for if advertising... If apps are designed... Then- it, yeah, I mean... Snapchat. What 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 use is it to maintain connection over some over Snapchat? Like really, you can just call them. Like, but but this is a this is a, a the persuasive. That, like, yeah, it's, it's like this is all manipulative yeah. techniques. There is a science behind this. This isn't accidental. These these techniques have been used on purpose to to for a desired effect. The desired effect is keep you on this app as long as possible. Yeah. For for as for as long as possible in a certain like a, you could say a session, but also over time. Yeah. Okay. So, what are the harms? What's what's the what's the price we're paying here? Attention deficit. So, well, let's start with that then. So, uh, attention and cognition. So, basically, um, all of this kind of stuff. The technology's constant interruptions and precisely targeted distractions are taking a toll on our ability to think and to focus um, and to solve problems and to also be present. I mean, how many times have we gone to dinner or hang out with friends or gone to a party and everyone's on their phone? Like, 
it's it's ridiculous. So 70, 75% of screen content is viewed for less than a minute. This is making me worry about when our generations hit older age, man. That's yeah. Be... So if you see, so 75% of screen content is viewed for less than a minute before you're on to the next thing. Yeah. And if you think about your ability to actually focus on, on something, yeah, like the, the idea of reading a book for half an hour with no distractions is like terrifying for I many. I keep thinking about, you know how I keep going on about, I want to listen to audiobooks and stuff. I, I keep thinking, is this a result of social media that my attention is yeah. not able to uh, to sustain like it's mad like yeah and just... i'll i'll be reading and then i'll take a phone break and i'm like wait why <laughs> why do i need to take a phone why do i need to check what's going on on my phone i'm reading i'm having a nice time why do yeah. i feel the need to do that and it's because of your draining attention span um so and you know we all know the feeling of like we're doing something, we're supposed to focus on something, but yeah. then our phone buzzes and we cannot help ourselves. Do you get That's that, an evolutionary thing. Do you get those phantom buzzes? So where your phone yeah, is yeah, not yeah. in your pocket, but you still feel the sensation of a vibration. Yeah, that too, that it's too. crazy. So, um, yeah, I mean, you can see how, so this other thing here, 40 seconds is the average time we can typically focus while working on computers Yeah. before our attention is broken. So as tech companies work to capture our attention in the current attention extraction economy, our ability to focus can only become harder. Yeah. So if you think about like this is this is a race that we're designed that we're doomed to. We're, we're, Again, yeah, it goes back to the whole thing. We're up against the supercomputer. Yeah. We're not equipped for this. And so our attention is already diminishing. Like we're, we we as human beings aren't able to focus on something or be present or even just talk with human yeah. being and look eye to eye without feeling tempted to check our phone. Like I our constant need to quote multitask, but we're not really multitasking. Yeah. We're just... I, do, I feel like for me personally, at a dinner table, I can do it. Because you know, there's those games about like first one, when everyone puts their phone on the table. And then yeah, the but first why do you feel the need it? to play a game out of it in the first place? We shouldn't have to make yeah, it game thing, yeah. exactly um okay and then making sense of the world is another uh, harm here so basically a broken information ecology undermines our ability to understand and act on co complex global challenges like climate change or covid yeah um and going back to what you said about conspiracy theories fake news misinformation that's the fact the that fake news spread, spread six times faster like this is the kind of stuff that again is up against us. We can't. How can we make sense of the world when the information we were bombarded with, you know, we can't trust. It yeah. hasn't been. It hasn't. It hasn't been verified by the social media companies that are pushing it. So fake Facebook's not checking this stuff. But yeah, that's because um, then technically they don't have to adhere to the same rules that like a, a journalism, like a journalism, a, a newspaper. No, exactly, exactly. Because they're not seen as publishers, and like I know. Um, Governments of all different colours. I mean, even Trump, like I can't believe I'm going to agree with him right now. He's been threatening to turn them into publishers. Yeah. Because the moment he does that, um, they're then forced to vet all of the content that's being put out, like in terms of its accuracy. But at the moment, they're in a situation where it's a free for world like, worst. Yeah, yeah, they don't have to care. The other thing too, when I say Facebook, I also mean WhatsApp and Instagram. Yeah. I, you know what? I don't understand. Think of I all the fake news spreading on there. I don't get how they make money from WhatsApp. I don't know either. But all what I do know is that there are aunties all across the world that are sending COVID, um, oh, COVID remedies, spread some olive oil on your chest remember, and sip you know, some honey. You know um, Chucky <laughs> Online's podcast that I like yeah. listening to? They were talking about um, 
Um, they, they, it was in passing what they randomly started talking about your aunties and your mother's Facebook feed. Yeah. And it's just like... <laughs> it's different. They're like, they were saying that if we have, if you think we have a problem with social media, go on your mum's like yeah. feed and you will see. Well, this is the thing. It's like, it's so personalised to the generations and demographics. Yeah. And it's like, we're not seeing that nonsense. Yeah. We're not. But it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And that's the problem, right? We can't, we can't see it. We can't call it out. Um, okay, physical mental health. We've kind of talked about this, this kind of addiction a- aspect and how it creates creates stress and loneliness. Um, oh my god! Here, look, one month away from Facebook, and again, that includes face uh, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, right? Yeah. Um, leads to a significant improvement in emotional well being. So, if you spend a month away from this stuff, it increases your well being. I thought, yeah, is that amazing? Um, well, who knew? Deactivating Facebook accounts led to a significant increase in emotional well-being as well as significant reduction in political polarisation, which um, leads us on to politics and elections. So, obviously, we, we know this propaganda, the great hack, Cambridge Analytica, capturing our data, manipulating it, throwing ads in our faces that would push certain buttons. This is not new. It's just not being regulated. That's the problem. I have a question. Do you think that um, social media, in some weird, twisted way, has actually helped us to see what was wrong with our democracies all along? Yeah, you could say that in some ways. It does, but but also it's creating so much polarization that we're not going to be able to band together to change it. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like it, because social media basically amplified the BS that was going on in our political systems, I feel like we're now able to see, yes, there's a problem with social media, but there's also a problem with like how democracy is like implemented. Not to say there's anything wrong with democracy. I'm not a socialist, but do you get what I'm yeah. saying? It's just, I, I'm I'm to being the weird devil's advocate type situation. I don't know what you want me to do about that, Tom. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm, no, because I'm thinking, like, if we just carried on and like political discourse wasn't as heavily batted about as it is these days, because we obviously we've been leveraged to care about a lot of stuff. Like, would we have noticed half of the stuff that we notice now thanks to social media? What do you think? I don't think we would, and I like I. I guess this goes back to the whole thing of like everything that happens happens for a reason. Oh God! Okay, he's getting philosophical. <laughs> this is our chance, people. Oh my to God! Change, <laughs> change the system into something that is better. You'll get. You've been watching too much Russell Brand. Uh, um. Right. Social relationships. <laughs> God bless him. God bless head. him. Um. So social social networks. This is the real kicker for me. The yeah, real God. one. Social networks claim to connect us. They do. And they often, like, they also often distract us from connecting with those directly in front of us um, and leaves us, leaves many feeling with, uh, both connected and socially isolated at the same time. How is that possible? These companies have created a paradigm where I can, I can connect with anyone at any time and yet feel so alone. Yeah. I'm not saying me personally, but just, like, that's the, that's the that construct that's been yeah. created. It's madness. Um, and obviously so much evidence for this about how parents and children are relating to each other, how how children are relating to each you other know, in I school. Like, it's all happening. Be, I think because we are essentially 
I think it basically takes away the reason for you to check in on someone because you already know what they're up to because they're yeah exactly but but again it's the highlight reel yeah no but I mean because I've no seen... but you it's a perceived understanding yeah. of where they're at in their life they've yeah. they've sent you pictures of their holiday but what I'm saying is because I've seen those pictures like for you example, assume I've they're seen, good yeah exactly and it's it's and I shouldn't like just accept seeing the photo and like dropping a comment and, yeah. and seeing that as interaction no a yeah. real interaction is hey hey how, how are you yeah, exactly. yeah no exactly that is crazy yeah next one systematic like uh, sy- systemic oppression so technology integrates and often amplifies racism sexism ableism and homophobia um basically talking about how these um like when you talk about propaganda so like you know russia it's proven that russia is like kind of throwing propaganda at us yeah via facebook and stuff um i think think china calls them the war there's like a term from the lone wolves or something like they have like various outposts yeah. Um, that act on the CCP's behalf, or I forgot. It's so there's a bunch of stuff um, about like how how stuff happened post um, in the Black Lives Matter movement in June 2020. Yeah, that they were trying to stir up some of the racial yeah. divisions and stuff. Yeah, like it's crazy. Like uh, just read up on this stuff if you're listening. If you're so interested, yeah, think- like the way that the way that Russia came for the black lives matter movement it's not funny but i can't like i can't help but do you know why it is? i'm just like, like in awe of the lengths people are going to the reason why um from what i've understood of this the reason why they go to those lengths and stuff is because um they're trying to pull the standing of these countries down so right now they have more moral superiority because of how they handle and they go about themselves like they're rules-based and yeah there's no like cronies so but what they what they try to do is by instilling like by warping your perception of your country or yeah by like amplifying yeah, so divisions division. yeah, it, yeah it basically it weakens erodes, you yeah it weakens and erodes your trust that you have in, in like, your the, government yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it's, oh, yeah it's do you a, know what do you remember when the documentary when she was saying look like what what this what this will do if you if what what we're saying is if if we're okay with this idea that people can be manipulated by conspiracy theories or propaganda and all this kind of stuff then who's to say that they're not going to then take it a step further and say well i can't trust my government yeah and if you can't trust if you fundamentally can't trust your government then then basically what we're what we're seeing we're staring down the barrel of a civil war of case in point the voting um the whole postal vote situation and using that saying that oh it's yeah. fraudulent and yeah and all like this is oh, like, uh, um, it was like a few hundred but it can't be close oh, it, can't, needs it needs to just be to... <laughs> uh, straight up and he down like to... we don't even need to count the postal votes because it was what that did clear. you say he needs to doppy him yeah <laughs> <laughs> it has to be beyond like it has like to before, be beyond any question maximum doppy yeah yeah <laughs> Like, honestly, I need to see Texas go strong blue. Like, yeah. not no edge. Like, it has to be across the line and then some. Like, yeah. Because otherwise, yeah, it's going to give rise to... If there's, like, any um lack of clarity... Yeah. Like, it just creates this void for the social... For the conspiracy, yeah. for the... We can't and trust we it. The one thing that they didn't touch on, and I'm just realising this now, and I wish they would have in some sort of way, or there needs to be a future documentary about this topic, bot farms. Don't... 
Yeah. And do you know what they didn't touch on as well is how the phones listen to you as well. Yeah. So you and I can be talking about we that got lovely, in the room right now. that lovely, yeah, <laughs> the really nice pair of silver boots that I really wanted that I saw. And I don't know, like, well, am I going to see video? Am I going to see adverts? Well, Maybe gonna... Google might. Google's listening. Yeah, we're talking by the, about you know, all of this I, when I, we've got Google speaker look, thing. You know, I think we might need to switch the, the Google speaker for our HomePod because at least yeah. Apple's committed to privacy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm just real. looking it's an op in our house right Did now yeah for real it is an op in our house just like, sitting there I feel like I, I and I get Apple's no Saint either but I yeah. prefer the approach that no, they're do you know what they say is that because Tristan Harris talks about how like Apple um are in a position where they're so they're producing like you said products and services yeah, they're not they're, doing they're, advertising. They're, where they're getting their money is from hardware yeah. it's from the tool yeah. the tool itself they just need um, to move units they and don't so need they to... actually are in a really strong position to leverage these companies and say look you're not allowed to be on the app store yeah until you've aligned with our policy yeah. on privacy or you know whatever it is whereas google makes most of their money from selling information and yeah. data and stuff so. yeah exactly yeah google i hope you're listening you little bitch okay. <laughs> i had to well, change yeah. the voice to a man because well, no, she was honestly, really pissing me off that's recently made me think more like it's changed my perception of apple you know the apple versus android yeah conversation. yeah now i'm because what because you're seeing that apple is making these steps to in- improve your well-being yeah because they don't but well no, perceived no steps. obviously look they're they're monopolizing their apps and services yeah they're trying to they're selling like it's bad i'm not trying to say they're a saint but because they don't they're not moving so deep in the data game right like, it, it's right not, do you get what i'm saying like they're yeah they're, they're not aimed, interested in yeah, our data yeah exactly they, they actually don't care about it's our a data. sideshow for them so that's why i'm more comfortable these days using apple like i've switched out my google no more google maps i'm now using the new apple maps no yeah. more like the the search yeah because it's proven that google manipulates all that data yeah exactly yeah. like the translation obviously i'm learning spanish i've stopped using the i'm trying to stop using the google one because apple's now got their own one it's not perfect but again yeah. like even google's those... not either <laughs> yeah no but i mean that's the thing it's like they have monopoly and we just deal and, with we just deal with what we're giving and us look, and the, mad, the the maddest thing with google as well they have so many touch points with us so many yeah endless like how many times am i using their products and services it's youtube it's google docs it's it's yeah like the search engine it's they're the amount yeah. of t- they're like an octopus it's scary it's like yeah. the matrix they have like connection in us in so many spots and they're just farming this data and it's just it's nuts man i'm not oh I'm my not god here's the next thing this is scary for when we have kids man the next generation so ex- uh, from develop so basically exposure to unrestrained levels of digital technology can have serious long-term consequences for children's development creating permanent changes in brain structure that impacts how children will think feel and act you know this whole thing about children's tv on saturday mornings yeah, I heard it's... I don't and how we were stopped game. from ever getting, like, basically negative adverts during yeah. that time on Saturday mornings. And the same was happening in the US. Yeah. And then YouTube Kids came along. I don't know about this. And just, again, gobbled up all of that attention. So all the kids now are using YouTube Kids. And there is... It's free reign. So there's no there more is no regulation. Or CBBs out no, here. they're out here, yeah, but okay. there's no regulation on the adverts that are coming out from YouTube Kids. You so see? what? They've got Maybelline adverts. Fuck on. knows. <laughs> but <laughs> just, the, it's just... 
the again the manipulation it's and when you Actually, also no, factor in back. when you factor in autoplay yeah and you oh, factor in all of those other features man. we're not like these kids they're they're being autoplay needs to be the same they're being manipulated from young okay so then so now we're talking about like you know toddlers at this point children are three times more likely to contemplate suicide compared to their peers who if they've been cyberbullied See, and the problem with this as well is I'm like... So the whole kind of cyberbullying, bullying yeah, online, like just, all of this stuff is new to us. Yeah, we will never... Say, look, like, this is the first generation that's technically going through this. Yeah. So it's like, there's probably even more stuff that we haven't even scratched the surface on yeah. in terms of like how it changes us. And that's what I'm saying. Like, we need to just... We'll get onto the solutions in a bit. But my goodness, like, we need to get a grip of this situation because we don't know what we're we're put what the effects are we don't know what we're setting ourselves up for like we can't afford to just blindly just you know go by with this like we yeah. do have to wake up a little bit like and yeah it might be a bit of sacrifice but oh this one's scary preschoolers so like what do they call them like nursery yeah nursery yeah. kids kindergarten kindergarten um who use screen-based media for more than one hour each day have been shown to have significantly less development in core brain core brain regions involved in language and literacy. Brain scans indicate that the more time spent on screens, the lower the child's language skills. <laughs> Fucking hell. I mean, it's not, it shouldn't be come as a surprise, but like it, it, when, you, when you take into account how pervasive this technology is, how yeah. we can't go one hour without inter, inter like, in, what's the word? Interacting with a tool or a social media platform yeah. or something it's like we as as adults are being so wrapped up in this and then when you're a kid when you have a kid it's our it, it's our soothing tool right when mm. we when we feel sad we go on facebook we go on instagram we go on these things we go on youtube so it, it's our way to soothe so we immediately think that's the way for them to soothe yeah. it's like we're, we're passing on this this negativity yeah. down the generation it's true like, and we're I saying because I, I, every time i'm out and I see kids, they're on, they're on their mum's phone on YouTube. Yeah. Because the mum's just like, okay, the just go on YouTube. The tablet is like the classic one yeah, at the moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, this is just how we need kids to cope. What happened to VTech, man? <laughs> it's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's just, yeah, for real. I remember baby's first laptop now has become baby's first <laughs> iPad. <laughs> and just... I remember when I, when I first had a mobile phone, it was the Nokia 3410, big up, big up. And it was only Those were I was like, only thought, allowed that yeah. because I was I was um I basically started walking home from school. Yeah. Or no, not walking. It was too far. I had to take the bus. I had to take a couple of buses, I think. So then and I was eleven years old. So that's when my mum thought, okay, now it's time to get her a phone. And this was back in the day, back then it was like, do you get your kid a phone? Do you, like, why would you need to, there was no reason yeah. to give your kid a phone. Everyone was beefing about the right age and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Whereas 15. now it's just done. It's like, oh, you're seven. Okay, cool. Have a phone. It's, like, it's ridiculous. It's like Apple's about to drop the new iPhone and there's a new mini one and it's like the SE and you know that's yeah. And the price on that is low. So you know that- That's for the kids. That's for the kids. That's like, for the kids. It looks slick though, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, well, back Back when I was a kid and I was given a phone, it's because my my parents thought, okay, we'll have a way to. Con she needs to. Basically, I had to like ring her. <laughs> had to text her when I left school. I had to text her when I was on the bus. Yeah. I had to text like she was like very like paranoid about it. Anyway, but like and then all I could ever do if I wasn't calling my mom, <laughs> calling my mum, was to play Snake. That yeah. was like that was it, right? Whereas now it's like 
forget about it. And then just to wrap up on this, like when you take all of what we talked about and you co- and you consider that many of the, so here's the next thing, do unto others. So many people who work for tech companies, even the CEOs, they don't limit the tech usage in their own homes. They ban it from for their kids. They send their kids to, to non-tech schools. Yeah. They, like many of these tech leaders don't allow their children to use these products that they build and they, and they you know, apparently support and put their life on the line to support, you know, they're making quick bucks from this shit. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's baff- that really baffles me that the people that are creating this stuff, um, it would be like a massive, um, CEO type of ExxonMobil driving a Prius, <laughs> you know, it's like, that doesn't, this isn't adding up. Like, yeah, why would that, why would that be F-150. okay? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just, that's weird. They need to make it E150. I'm sure that would change the whole Okay, I, um, you've lost me now. Sorry. But anyway, yeah. but that's me. That's my waffling done. Um, but yeah, what do you think about it, Tom? And then we'll also talk about what we're, what we're doing about it now, I suppose. Like yeah. how we feel and... Cause... No, but just well, my feeling on that, like, I guess, and I guess it can kind of tie into what we're doing about it. Like the solutions and stuff. Um, like, I feel like these companies basically react to like what we value. And I mm-hmm. think we need to all start valuing like our data and our like digital mental health. I just coined a new yeah. phrase. Um, our digital mental health much, much more. Yeah. And like you are seeing like some shoots of it coming through. Like when Apple dropped the whole screen time feature, I think on iOS, mm-hmm. was it 12? I don't know when it was. But yeah, like I think the more and more that people start valuing like you know, not being harmed by our digital consumption, the more and more these companies will try and like, like case in point, like everyone's worried about the environment. All of a sudden now there's more electric cars coming out. Whereas before it was just that one dumb G whiz car that looks like a, I hate that car. It looked like the, you know, the the toy yellow and red car you get. Uh Yeah. That's what the G whiz looks like. But now at least we're getting some decent ones. So I think, the more and more people start expressing like their displeasure at this and like start talking about have conversations around it, yeah. the more and more you'll see these companies that want to ride the wave of like, oh, we're woke now. You know, like how yeah. they fall over themselves to like be socially responsible. Like, yeah. let's play them at their own game. That's one thing that definitely needs to happen out here. Um, and yeah, the, the kids one worries me with the YouTube Google kids. Like that is mad to hear that that's going on. Like, like that... That, that's one area that they need to clamp down on ASAP and, and make sure that the advertising isn't, like, bring them under the, like, especially in this country, bring them under the, the remit of um, of Ofcom. Right. Because I don't even think that's happened yet, has that? Well, it's funny because Jaron Lanier talks about this idea of a mid. So in the tech world, the kind of what you could call the ethical tech yeah tech sector, the, you know, these kinds of people that are trying to think of a new way of, of using tech. Um, to call to basically create mids, mediator of individual data, yeah. which would be independent agencies that would basically regulate yeah, regulate does, these yeah. companies in the same way that Ofcom, like sort of, you know, you could argue, sort of does with radio and TV and all that. Just yeah, um, and just have an ability to uh, put those regulations on companies to also. Um, and also ensure when you actually attach the idea of mon- monopolizing on your data. So yeah. we, what, what did you say? If we're, 
if you're not paying for the product, you are the oh, product. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So that was what they were saying in the film. And that's what yeah. the great hack was saying as well that our data is 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 so incredibly valuable to these companies because they then leverage it to show us advertising yeah. or to push us in a certain way. I don't want to be one of my friends, but he's become a fiend for like shopping on Insta. Right, fair enough. Because they're, like, they're, they're always yeah. sending him the right things. So then, but if we monopolize on our data, if we say, well, my data's worth a price yeah. and I will give it to you, but you need to pay me for it. Yeah. Imagine what that will do. And Facebook pushed back on this on this concept and said, well, you know, there's so many people and if you all monopolized on it, then the value would go down. But that just, that's assuming that the value is not, you know, uh, it's not of a certain level. Yeah. At the end of the day, our data is worth something, but we're not getting paid a, ti- a dime for it. So we need to to be able to have more control of our data, to be able to choose that if I'm going to give it to you, I need to get something back. And it's not just the the value of, you know, how many how many websites do we go on? We have to accept the cookies. We have to accept that they're going to track us. They're going to continue yeah. to track us. So every time we download an app, they need to, for some reason, have access to our photos, to like Can everything I, when it's actually got nothing to do just with Just on that as well. You know what I'm noticing? So there's, there's two types of um, websites. So there's some way you go on there and they come up, they throw up the data privacy notice and then you're able to like say, change, change yeah. your preferences so that it's just the bare minimum. But then there's somewhere they don't even it give you the there's, option. There's no yeah. option. Like yeah. and, like you, you go on there. So this is the kind of thing. This is if, the kind of thing that a mid would be able to regulate. Yeah, that needs to yeah. be set to like you always have to have the ability to control what data they take from you. Yeah. Not this business of you're either in or you're out, and if you're in, we're basically going to take everything. Yeah. Like, and then, like, the other thing as well, I was just thinking of, like, they also, it's all good, like, um, sh- whacking the um, the social media companies and, and whatnot. But yeah. I also think they need to start putting some pressure on the people that go to those social media companies to advertise. Yeah. So say, for example, a makeup company, it, they, the government or whoever needs to be like, if your advertising appears to this demographic, we're going to fine you or to yeah, get, yeah, like, yeah. start putting, just make it be clear. Like, look, well, it's just really tricky no to go. make sure that exactly like, yeah, like kids or under under 15 year olds yeah, or whatever like, it is. Yeah. The clear yeah. lines. And then the other one is, I remember I was te- we were talking offline about this, about how I think one, one potential template that they could extrapolate onto this is the F1 model. Mm-hmm. So F1 set the regulations for like what the cars can be and the teams are free to like innovate as much as they want. Mm-hmm. But if there's any in- innovation that another team is worried about, like, so for example, um, I don't want to go into the specifics, it would be too mad techie, but say your team is concerned about my team's innovation, you're then able to go to the regulator and be like, look, these guys have just done this thing. I'm a bit worried about that. It's going to like stifle competition. Like, can mm-hmm. you look into it? And then that regulator will then look into it and then decide, look, and then like, but you, you need you a company can cancel it or yeah, the regulator needs to, needs to be in the interest of fair game, right? Like yeah. that's what's what the, the and whole it's all, thing and is. The, it's always being updated. It's not some like yeah. fixed in some point in time. Like they're always reviewing, like, and like that's kind kind of reassures me, like as a F one viewer, that at least I know that it's, the game's not rigged. Yeah, it's exactly. not rigged. It, it makes you feel confident that you know that there's someone that's going to do a job to make sure that it stays as competitive as possible. Yeah, and yeah, it's not supposed to be like computer says no type regulation. It's to enable innovations to happen. Exactly. By them be, like, exactly. Morally, like have a and that's what Tristan Harris talks about is this idea of like 
you know, what if, so if we're talking about the attention economy, yeah. what if these companies were incentivized to not just get our attention, yeah. but to enhance our life? Yeah. So he uses the idea of um, dating. So Tinder is just, again, swiping, swiping. Yeah. It just wants you to swipe. It doesn't care about the outcome. Yeah. But if they cared about the outcome being that you're going to have, you know, wonderful, fulfilling and you know deep relationships and connections with people um uh, or you know find the one or you know what if that if that's your choice if that's what your desired outcome is for using it so me as Sophia I would like to find somebody and marry them right yeah. so then the a new way of looking at it could be instead of me just swiping endlessly and getting into into all kinds of mess because they don't care about the outcome what if tinder's competing for my for the the right outcome to say okay well if i found somebody that you might like who shares your interests and yeah. then facebook comes in and says oh well, well there's a salsa class happening next friday yeah and there's and, and so instead they're cut all the companies are competing for the same outcome there's, they want me to find somebody but they're they're showing me something that actually gives me value and then i make a choice i yeah. say okay well the salsa class will do me nicely you know or um you could do you, you see you what know, i'm saying there's way you can implement that like you can tie it to like um what's it called 20% of your business revenue has to have come from positive like well yeah what are the metrics it has to it has to have been the positive net um what's what is the thing he says basically that instead of the metrics that are being measured right now is how long someone spends on the platform not whether they're having a good time not the not not whether they are feeling suicidal afterwards or whether they feel worthless or lonely um or elated no then they don't care what you feel they just care that you're on the platform but if you change that metric and you said that they the the metric you're looking for is kind of you know like an nps score net promoter scores how how likely are you to recommend this service to somebody that's what kind of uh would you call i guess um what's the thing when you talk brick brick and mortar companies are after you know i buy a coffee from the coffee the local coffee shop you just remind me you know like the michelin star standards as well yeah. like, I, like I so like that yeah. the com- that company is saying i want this coffee to be good yeah. good enough that she'll recommend it to somebody else yeah. okay so now if you change the metric to say i want um everyone that uses our our platform to have come away with a net net good yeah you know a net good of feeling or there needs to be like like a a score that comes out every year you know like uh the forbes list or yeah or did did they get something out is when they came in for that for that service did they come out with it yeah you know did they get what they wanted did they feel good afterwards like there are many ways you can measure good yeah but you know what what goodness is or what um, yeah but you see what I'm saying? Yeah, we it's need like to incentivize these companies to get on in the, the right good direction, path. Yeah. exactly. Otherwise, it's, but then current, in the meantime, and that's what a regulator yeah. can do, and and that's what governments can do is to and, say yeah, you need yeah. to change up your strategy here. Yeah, and it's not to be like the whole nanny state type vibe because I know the libertarians are gonna. Have we a need to decide, bonnet. but yeah, we need to move in this area. The regulators need to take more of an active. But we, stance. we as consumers, yeah. we are being manipulated. We know we don't feel good, but yeah. what would make us feel good? We need to ask ourselves: yeah. what What is the world that I want to live in? What is the social media platforms that I'd like to engage with yeah. that would actually help me in some way? Help me be more productive. Help me be more. Um, 
more kind to myself or like you could say like headspace or duolingo like these are examples of of technology and apps that actually help me in some yeah. way they they move the needle they allow for, for me to to grow or to improve or to yeah. feel happier or feel better or whatever it is and that's that's the kind of incentivization that is what good looks like to, to headspace yeah. they want you to spend time on the app because you're meditating. Like that's that the outcome. And it's that classic line of like, if you look after your customers and like, if they are reaching their um, targets and stuff, the money will follow. I'm not yeah. against people making money whatsoever. No, I'm, but it's like, just it's the way just, it's been. Yeah. But then the other thing too, so going back to what our personal like choices are here, what they recommend in the social dilemma is um, all kinds of things like turn your phone to grayscale. So I do that now. Yeah. Turn your phone to Actually, grayscale yeah, let's because go through, yeah, what we've learned yeah, because we basically, um, again, our chimpanzee brains, we we it just the it's the colors just really throw things. us off. <laughs> they make us go a bit cray cray. So turning it on to grayscale basically dims all of that kind of excitement. Because I wish they could turn it on like um like you know like the power down mode on on the iPhone the wine I forgot what it's called wind down like if they could just make everything go black and white. And... No, but it should be default, Tom. Yeah. Your phone should be grayscale by default. No, I mean... As in, what are you talking about? No, Basically, yeah, look, oh, you, can add, you can add an accessibility shortcut. Oh, yeah, I could do that. Actually. Yeah, and also if I triple click, it goes to colour. It's super quick. Mode. Look, triple click, triple click. If I need to watch a video or something, I can just do that. I think you can search or shortcuts if I'm on face to comment at some If I'm on times. FaceTime, I can just turn it back to colour. Yeah. But anyway, listen, so then that's it. so you're just getting all uppity about it. Right, so colours so grayscale is an important default, Tom. Emphasis <laughs> on the word default, okay? Right? Because also, um, when you think about notifications, they're always in red, aren't they? Because Switch red off, man. <laughs> the, well, I was just about to say it, but no, the actual colour yeah. red, um, basically hit, hits our, it, it hits a nerve yeah. in a way that other colours don't. So if you grayscale it, it removes that kind of sense of urgency. Yeah. Um, leading, yeah, exactly. Notifications turn all of them oh, off. Turn, there's no need <laughs> for any of them. Like, yeah. if you, so they say turn notifications off if it's not coming from a personal connection. So yeah. if it's not your, if it's not coming from a human being, like um, texting, and you could argue Facebook Messenger is coming from a person. I would say for iPhone users, just have the notification center, but don't have any banners, don't have any sound alerts unless it's like yeah. important. I, when yeah. would you need a sound alert? Well, like, I was just going to say, if it's, if, it's, or... if it's a text, if it's a person. Yeah. If it makes sense, then yeah. Have if it's the... an, but any non-personal relationship yeah. like Instagram, Snapchat, like any of the, yeah, any of those, just turn them off. Like Gmail, turn it off. Like YouTube, turn, like none of these need to be actually on. You need to go onto them when you want to. And then the whole concept of this is like, this is meant to be a tool. This is meant to be something that when I need People it. People see it as little versions of themselves. Yeah. It's, it's and when not. I turn it, when I go to it, it needs to be there for yeah. when, for exactly what I need. And then I'm, and then I go away again. Yeah. The other tip is to change your dashboard or what do you call it, your homepage, only things that are tools like your calendar, your calculator, um, uh, the weather, and your, note, well, your notes. So, like, I'm such an Apple fanboy, but if, you're, if you go to iOS 14, there's now no excuse for you to even have any app on your home screen because you can just remove, um, leave, remove all of them, but you can just basically like keep your first page whatever you're seeing on your first page keep it to the, the, the non-dopamine shit yeah. <laughs> like 
yeah um, I think I've got rid of all of them the other thing is turn auto play off on YouTube um, they, 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 they also say turn your phone stop personalising your stuff so stop saying it's like you know Sophia's iPhone like it's no it's an iPhone and just call it like you know call it something else call it something that you can recognise but it's not it's not you yeah. it's it's a it's a tool it's something you're using it's i don't know do you know what i'm saying like people just get too attached to it in that sense is there any other tips that we're i've got about? tons so Go the on. one that i've done so i'm a big twitter's my um twitter and instagram are my two social media drugs uh, of choice drugs of choice so yeah. what and i've got this habit of because i like to be informed and twitter's like a great way of like getting the real information in real time but there's also tons of crap on there yeah. And not to mention all of the stuff that we've seen, like the stuff that makes the it outrage. Into your, yeah, it's that, always the outrage, or like it's basically you're 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 walking into a serious wild wild west with like a little pistol, and people mm. have got machine guns on the other side. So what I've started doing is making use of the making use of the news app on the okay because and all it is is it's uh, aggregated. Um, it pulls it from different news sources, even yeah. ones I hate, like the Telegraph. Yeah, but that's the point, right? Is, yeah. is get get information talk to the other side yeah. so so what i do is this literally i go on there in the morning and i'll just get a quick skim of all the main news stories because it, it gives it to you in like maybe yeah. like no more than 10 posts which is great as well by the way um and then i will go on to twitter knowing that i know all of the stuff that i'm potentially going to see and yeah. i found that that's like dramatically like I feel basically. I feel like it's, it's. You're not on the back foot anymore. Yeah, it's. It's. I'm not gonna get caught off guard by some yeah. like big blazing story, and it's like, oh my days, I'm in the comment section trying to make sense of it. Yeah, like, yeah, I've, yeah. Because everyone's rundown. dumb in them, those <laughs> comment sections. And then what else have I done? So, um, yeah. So I've definitely cleaned up my um my homepage. Um, and I need to get rid of the. I've got like a social and news mm -hmm. um, folder. I need to get rid of that, but. Yeah, I can see up. it's not grayscale though, Tom. What's that about? <laughs> What's that about? And then the main one that I've done is I've got the widgets of how much phone usage yeah. I've got, and I've put it with the, um, I've made it as, um to be a big widget, so there's no escaping it. So I can see today I've already been on YouTube for fifty four minutes. I've been on Twitter for twenty six. Oh, here's that, another thing: yeah. delete the apps. That's what I did. I deleted. I deleted the yeah, apps. So there's this argument that you should like if you where you can. So I did this for all my shopping apps. So like you know, like Nike or Size. Yeah, delete um, them off Argos, your phone. Delete them off your phone. You don't need to have yeah. them because if if by putting them on your phone, they you don't know their privacy terms and conditions. They might also have access to other stuff that's on your yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah, exactly, app. exactly. Whereas if you're just using it through the browser it's like it's fairly limited don't get me wrong they can still raid your computer but we all know we use our phones way more than we use our computer so it's much more safe to have an account on the yeah on the computer so yeah i've i've deleted all of the shopping apps like i don't need anything that can be done for a web browser i've I, i've deleted the app for it like it's not it's yeah. not there anymore um what else have i done yeah, just the timings and then making use of the wind down feature on iOS 14. Yeah. Like that's been really good. It locks all of the apps. They also say like don't on. don't go on your phone first thing, don't yeah. go on your phone last thing. Like keep keep the uh, at least an hour Either when you side, first wake up yeah. and an hour before you go to bed. Keep that shit sacred. Yeah. Keep it for. But yeah, I like like I, this in the moment set to forty five minutes before. But yeah, it, yeah, it's that same principle. It just locks. I think the only app I can use is 
um, Duolingo, which I've set, and then yeah. the ability to turn the lights on and off. But apart from that, all my other apps are just completely locked off. All calls get silent. So if you try and call me after yeah. that time, I'm not picking up. It's not because I don't want to. But can, can we go it. back to the, this idea of the social media apps? Because you've deleted shopping apps, but not the actual social media ones, the ones that we're talking about. What's it's that about? Like, Square that okay, circle. Look, okay, Facebook I don't use, but I keep it because I need to go through my Facebook and remove a lot of personal information. Yeah, and on your desktop. Yeah. But I don't even go on Facebook on the desktop. Yeah, I, but I barely use it. You're, what, are you, what are you talking about? Well, if you barely use it, then take it off your phone. I, it's not even logged in. Like, Tom, I can... you, you, come on. Take the L on this one. Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, look, my Facebook's Tw- not logged in. Instagram, Twitter. Instagram and Twitter, I still use. No, well, there we but go. I, but my get out of jail card on so this then, is that I've set um, app limits on them. So okay, I can fine. only use it for look, a that's, maximum that's of an hour and a half That's the day. PG version. You want to go R-rated? <laughs> you can do what... Jan- so this is something I'm working towards. I be- so I've deleted Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Standard. I've deleted all of them off my phone. The only ones I have left on my phone that are Facebook companies are the Facebook Messenger, because they're people contacting me, um, and uh, WhatsApp, because they're people contacting me. They're, they're actual people in my circle. Now, if I need to take it to the next step, which I'm intending to do, I'm planning to do, is to, to delete my accounts altogether. Mm-hmm. So you can, this is what I've done um, so far, is download all of your data from Facebook. You can download all of your data from Instagram. That includes all of your photos. So if you think about, oh, I don't want to download all that stuff. That's where all my photos are. Well, you can download, you you can still have your, you download all your photos. You can download every story you've ever made on Instagram. Like you can download all of this stuff, put it on a hard drive, put it on on a cloud storage site. And then you've got it. And then what's the reason now? What's the reason now to use it? Well, for me, the reason is there are still people on my Instagram and Facebook that I don't have their phone numbers. Or if I didn't have them on social, I wouldn't have a way to contact them. So my next step is to get their email addresses or get their phone number, get their email if they're outside. There's many people that I have connected with from traveling and stuff that yeah. aren't, don't have UK That's numbers. That's the problem because it's like there's people you feel like you'll be leaving behind. Yeah, but I'm going to get their email addresses and find a way to contact them the old school way. I don't know. Yeah. And and we'll get phone numbers for people in the UK. And then that's it. Like, I need to go. Like, I know this shit has <laughs> such a negative like impact on my mental out. health. I know it does. I know it does. So, I and I can already see the marked improvement from me deleting them off my phone because yeah. I'm just not engaging with it as much as I would be if they were on my phone um I deleted Twitter altogether because I never chimed with it in the first place and so I'm never really on it my drugs of choice are definitely Instagram basically Instagram I never go on Facebook but there are literally like the only reason is like there's just like old family friends yeah they're like um, you know they're like kind like of older it makes generation sense to have a very very minimal facebook account i've like deleted minimal. many i've basically got like 50 people on yeah. facebook i'm maybe just gonna delete it i don't know but the pot basically jaron lania talks about how it's not enough to to like delete it off your phone you need to delete all of it off like off the radar because yeah. they're still tracking you there's, so there's the addictive aspect, which you need to address, yeah. which is all the stuff we talked about, turning your notifications off, blah, 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 blah. 
because that's from a personal perspective that is addictive it's addictive to engage with it but the other side of it is that they're tracking you I they're monitoring you if, uh, uh, we'll post a link of one I'll, I'll find one that i've watched previously but there's videos that help you go through all of the settings on your phone and they tell you which toggles to turn off especially yeah but what i'm saying settings. is like that's but that's it's only it can only go so far at the end of the day if you have a if you have an instagram account yeah they have a way to track your behavior, manipulate you, push things in your direction, blah, blah, blah. You have to get off of it. You literally have to disconnect entirely to be able yeah. to live a, a healthy, fruitful life. Like, and then to your point about how do we, how do we move in the right direction here? How do, we, how do we get to a place where we're using this technology in a way that suits us and, and all of this kind of thing? Well, he, he argues he's not going to be able to get into all of our heads and then convince us to all of us to delete it. Clearly in this situation, yeah. you know, you're in this situation, he's got a 50% success rate, right? He's managed to get me to convince, he's convinced me that it's, it's not suitable for all of us. Yeah. Whereas I've just, whereas you're, whereas you're just going to stay on it anyway. No, but no, not, that's the truth. I'm it's staying the truth. on it, but you can't miss the second part of the sentence. But it's from an addictive with, perspective, with but you're still tapped in. You're still tapped in. With restrictions. Whatever. So my point, <laughs> no, but my you're, you're, ju you're just, I'm You're not dismissing, dismissing my, no, yeah. I'm not dismissing your efforts. I'm saying that in his in, in this whole thing, that their their ultimate solution, their ultimate recommendation yeah. is to delete all of it. None of these people have Facebooks anymore. They don't have Instagrams, they don't have Pinterest, they don't have Twitter accounts. That's the point. They don't have them anymore. So that's the solution. Now he says that if he can get some of us to disconnect. And that will that will improve humanity in 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 so many ways because there will just be less of us that will be manipulated. And when when you know if you take a group of hundred people, if five of them aren't connected to the matrix, then that's that's a way for us to engage in conversations. Those five people will circulate the room and talk and actually yeah. be able to have human conversations. And it may and it may influence other people. You know, this idea of, oh, you're not on social media. Oh my God, what's that like? Like, how does that make you feel? Blah, blah, blah. Like there are ways for us to basically spread the message. So I feel like he's not, he's not saying that he's going to be successful, but he's saying that he, that some of us have to get off yeah. to make, to, to move the needle. Like entirely. So that's the process I'm going for right now. I've downloaded my data. I've deleted them off my phone. I now need to basically do the rounds and get, contact information for people that i will lose contact with otherwise yeah and and yeah that's it yeah i hear you but yeah i'm not i'm not ready i'm not there yet like, yeah because with instagram i actually i think what i need to do is just not use the explore feed because that's the rabbit but hole for tom me. it's not about i just need to this is the problem with this is that it, it makes us feel like we need to take personal responsibility for the way we use these platforms. Yeah. Oh, I need to just not use that. Oh, I'm, I have a problem with that feed or I have a problem with this and that. No, it's designed for you to have an addictive relationship with it. Yeah. That's the it's point. A game. It's a rigged game. Yeah. So the only way to, to win that game is to not engage with any of it. Mm. The explore feed is designed that way. The infinite scroll is designed that way. Like, that's the point. The likes, 
the no you know all of it even if you turn notifications off as soon as you're in instagram yeah. it will notify you when someone's liked a picture and you won't be able to avoid it no i've switched the notifications off but yeah I, I just... do you know what i'm saying though it's like it's endless so it is a rigged game so trying to and it's unfair to put the onus on us as consumers that somehow we're part of the problem that we are you know we're just not able to control ourselves or we can't we can't interact with it in the way that we're meant to. No, it's designed for us to interact exactly how we are. You know why, for, for me personally, and this obviously it's not going to apply to everyone, why it's hard for me to give up Insta is because obviously it's my creative outlet for photography. Like, I don't yeah, post I selfies Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. And that's the thing yeah. as well. It's like, that. This the real shame, Tom, is that that's exactly what Instagram was created for. Yeah, it was for photos. It was for photos. Yeah. It was for photos. So, like you see, I don't put any hashtags or any. But like, I barely not, use a caption. Like, but listen, yeah. you're not you're not creating content that is part of that that is part of the problem per se. You're creating photos. You're basically going kicking it old school and creating what Instagram yeah. intended. But Instagram's different now. Yeah, and you and you are not on. You're not posting every a photo every day. No, I post like maybe once a month. For and this yet, rate. and yet, you seem to be on Instagram for hours a day. Because there's funny stuff. There we go. So. <laughs> Therein lies the problem. Yeah, the Do you understand? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you're creating you like the price you're paying is for. So what you're saying is to have a platform where you can post great photos, um, is that you're getting sucked in for the other ninety percent of the time. Yeah. And this is where the the gambling addiction cycle comes in. Hmm. On on like when you actually take it on balance. It, Instagram is not good for you. Yeah. So the solution is, do you put your photos on a, you know, do you create a website and you put your photos there and you ask friends to, to check it out? Do you, um, you know there, there's just, all kinds of again, websites that are the, suppositories yeah. for photos. Photographers use, use websites to promote their portfolios. Like, there's so to, many ways to do it. Instagram is not the only place. I need to, yeah, I need, I think there's Behance, which is like, yeah, the there's all one, kinds of things. Yeah. I need to, I'll put, I need to check that one out after actually. But I think for me is like, cause I've, I've already got a network of other photographers on there. I know, that, I know. This is like, the, this is the thing. It's like, thing, yeah. if I, if I dip out, what am I losing out on? No. And it's, and it's like, yeah, I've got a network of other photographers on there that also post their own, that are like me posting photos, which then inspires me. But yeah, I guess I need to try and move to a platform that's more dedicated for that, which I think is be hot. There's others um, like it. But yeah, it's just, but yeah, it, it's, it, as I said, it just goes back to what we were talking about. Like it's, it's the searching for the nuggets of gold, but then you're yeah. having to wade through. It's like, a slot machine. Oh, yeah. It's man. like, and occasionally I win, I'll see an amazing picture that inspires the crap out of me. And then I'm really happy for that. Yeah. Person. But 90% then, of the time you're on the memes, you're on the, that you're on the explore feed, you're looking the at. The explore feed is just a straight out. Like I've, there's yeah. barely anything on that. You know, the joke as well is like, we can't actually oh, we customize. We can't customize these apps. I would love it if I could customize customize Instagram to not show me the explore feed. I have imagine more... imagine what that could do. But they don't want that. Yeah. They want you to. It's just ugh, so against us. That's like um, important, and I guess we have tested it out, and it does work. Um, get in the habit of like maybe once a week searching for something that is like completely random. 
to throw off the algorithm because at the moment you're cons- it, it's able to anticipate what you're doing but you need to basically keep it on it keep the algorithm yeah. on its toes as well and then also well, it's had YouTube, 15 years head start i don't yeah. know if that's gonna work no but also not but every so often just do it i know it's like it's a small token victory but it still is worth it like even on youtube don't just go for what they so yeah he says don't suggest. he says never click on a recommended video so that nah, that whole pain search. that whole pain on the right it's basically their tactic to try and get you to click more and more. So only search for a video if you're intending to look for a video and, even, look, and then get yeah. off the bloody platform. And even if you see like a video in the suggestions that you like, literally don't click on it. Just search, search it. for it. And then just as a, like a, a middle finger up to Basi- the algorithm. Basically. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, just, and then also, yeah, I've, another thing I've done as well that I think has kind of helped. I have a separate YouTube account for work. And then a separate YouTube account for personal. So if I'm doing something like, cause I, I need to search for references and stuff like mm-hmm. visual, like if I'm editing or to understand, like it, YouTube can be a tool for me. All of this is, it's just, I, yeah, I'm trying to really separate the leisure from the, the yeah. work as well. And hopefully that is, that's two different things for the algorithm to chase and no, I, it's, I no, it treats you as two different people. You would be better off doing it on two on the same thing because yeah. then it won't be able to place you. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Ah, right. Boy. This has been real. Yeah. I, I hope you guys took something from this. Obviously, you can see we're very worked up about this topic and you should be too because it's happening to all of us in real time. Yeah. Um, and the real goal is to get off of it. I appreciate it's maybe not. It's not doesn't practical. seem doesn't seem feasible doesn't seem practical yeah. but if but if maybe there's one person that's inspired to turn to to get off the matrix switch it off yeah. i don't well, know yeah, if you can do sophia's method then yeah but then if you I'm, very... I'm getting there by the next time we speak hopefully you'll hear that i've been fully deleted off and i'm actually living a life as a yeah. human being but for those that are gonna try and like Try and fight it. Fight mate. the losing battle. There's, there's exactly, all the tips that exactly. <laughs> they literally say as a team of engineers and 15 years of tracking your behavior and your personality. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck with that battle. I'll take my answer. I wish you well. <laughs> no, what, but yeah. Whatever. Okay. It can be done. Anywho, guys. No, it can't. It physically can't. That's the point. That's the entire point. Right. Okay. Speak to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.